Welcome to episode 17 of the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. We are continuing our series today on working from home responsibly. And today we are talking about nutrition with our guest, Sarah Hendren. Sarah is going to share five strategies to stay mindful of your nutrition and get this fit into your pants during <laughs> quarantine. Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, the only podcast that makes corporate social responsibility easy. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig. My name is Janet Craig. I'm one of the founding partners of Destination Better, the company that brings you the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. And I'd like to spend just a moment and tell you about Sarah. Sarah is a registered dietitian and the nutrition and quality assurance manager for a national quick service restaurant chain. She believes that all foods fit, which is good news for all of us, and is passionate about empowering individuals to really embrace the abundance of options that the food industry has to offer. Sarah is actively involved in her professional community. She was named one of Texas's 2019 Recognized Young Dietitians of the Year and is recognized also as an emerging leader and change agent in her profession. As always, we'll have a download for you along with this episode at destinationbetter.com 17, and that's the number one seven that Sarah has created just for you, which is the five strategies to stay mindful of your nutrition and fit into your pants during quarantine. Sarah, this is such a great time to have you on. I'm Barbara Anderson, the co-host of Creating Responsible Companies, and I couldn't come at a better time. We're at April 7th and have been in quarantine now, depending on where you are and, and what you're doing for the last couple of weeks. So we're going to week three or four. So welcome, Sarah. Oh, thank you, ladies, so much for having me. I have been a listener of your podcast from day one, and I absolutely love you guys and what you're doing. So I am beyond honored to be a part of your podcast today. Oh, thank you. And we have traditionally talked about kind of the company side of responsibility. And now with professionals being home and each of us trying to care for ourselves, we thought, you know, we should do some series. We've got so many great friends and colleagues who have such great knowledge that we can share with people about how you can be responsible as, a, as an individual at home. And this couldn't have come at a better time with us all trying to kind of stay away from the story, but still eat healthy. And I know I'm used to a lot of fresh produce and vegetables and that kind of thing. So I'm really digging into kind of the back part of my cupboard now to grab out those cans and, and get creative. So working from home is not new to you, right, Sarah? Correct. So, you know, one, as a registered dietitian, but secondly, I have been working in a remote capacity for five years now. So I totally understand what your listeners are going through in trying to eat healthy, but now your your schedule's been totally changed up and many of you have kids at home and I've got my daughter at home with me full time as I'm also trying to work full time. So I can understand how we're all feeling a little bit out of control and you know we've never faced this before. So I am super excited to share these five tips with you guys. And so that your listeners can really, you know, be mindful of their nutrition and come out of quarantine just as healthy as when they enter. Yeah, it's one of those things too. It's like, sometimes like my brain can only process so many things. 
trying to transition and adjust our business and uh, fulfill these obligations with our podcast and try to stay healthy, right? And still kind of get a walk in at least every day. The exercise classes are stopped. The gym's stopped. So this is one thing that at least we can control. So I'm excited to have you jump into your five strategies. So what's number one, Sarah? All right, starting with number one here. So number one, make a routine and stick to it. So just like many of you have a workout routine or you had your daily schedule when you were going into the office, it is just as important to have a routine with your nutrition. Consistency and that structure is super important. And even more so if you have kids at home, that structure is really, really important. So take time to plan out. When do you typically eat your meals? Plan out breakfast, lunch, maybe an afternoon snack, dinner, and really take 15 minutes to plan out what you're going to eat for the week. Um, you know, many of us, everybody's going to the grocery store right now. Many of us only have access to the grocery store maybe once a week, maybe once every couple weeks where, you know, we're trying to stay away from the stores as much as possible. So planning out a little bit in advance and then sticking to that routine is not only going to help you stick to your goals and really focus on your nutrition, but it's also going to be really good consistency for your family too. So just because you're working from home doesn't mean you need to toss your routine out of the window. So it's actually having a routine is really going to, to help you stay mindful of, of what and how you're eating. Do you guys have a routine of how, of how you eat throughout the day? I typically do. Like I've been making ahead. Thank God for the instant pot. That's all I have to say. So totally. like, I made a huge batch of oatmeal with flaxseed and walnuts and cinnamon and apples in it. And so that's helpful for me to kind of get off to a good start. So I typically do, but I think and eat lunch and dinner, but it's interesting as we've transitioned to home-based I've worked so much more, you know, the oh, blurred, right? Where I don't stop at the end. So there's definitely like snacking going on. It's like so handy. Definitely. <laughs> and that's where sticking to that routine is so important because it's so easy now to just mindlessly walk over to that pantry or open that refrigerator door. And if you have that schedule, you know, okay, wait, in an hour, I'm going to eat lunch. So maybe I can, you know, wait till then. And again, those are those are little tips and tricks that will definitely help you stay mindful during this quarantine because let's be honest, we all want to fit into our pants after quarantine ends here. Yeah, we need to. I do kind of the same thing that Barbara does. I make an enormous pot of soup on Sunday. And what I have found is that even though I can still get fresh produce at my small local fresh produce market, which is great, it's a little skinny down. And so what I'm having to do is take this time to really embrace what else I haven't used, maybe sauce that I made that is in my freezer or something like that, and really starting to kind of like get a little creative. So tell us about that. Yes. And that leads me perfectly into my second tip, which is really to embrace your freezer in your pantry during this quarantine. And, you know, take stock of what's in your pantry. If you have kids at home, have a task or a challenge for them to pull everything out of your pantry, see what's in there, see what you can utilize. Same thing with that freezer. If we've got leftover, you know, frozen soup or frozen meats, this is a great time to thaw those out and use them. But when we go to the grocery store, it's also a really good time 
to utilize canned and frozen fruits and vegetables, as well as pantry staples, like your oatmeal and your pasta and grains and you know, instant rice. The canned section of your grocery store is such an outstanding place to get fruits and vegetables. When you're looking at canned items, look for items that have low or no sodium. And if you're going to do canned fruits, look for canned fruits that are canned in water or their own fruit juice. So try to avoid those items that are canned in heavy syrup, just so we can avoid some of those extra sugars. But fun fact, canned and frozen vegetables and fruits are actually picked at their peak of ripeness. And then they are either canned or frozen within hours of being picked. And those nutrients are just locked into those items. So you're actually getting super fresh and healthy items. So when you're trying to stick to your nutrition goals, when you're trying to eat healthy, canned and frozen items are awesome. One of my staples that I eat almost every day is oatmeal. And I actually take I'll thaw frozen mango or I'll take sliced peaches from a can and I'll put them into my oatmeal with a little cinnamon, as well as I love frozen spinach, as well as canned mushrooms. And you can use all these canned and frozen items, make a frittata, make a big egg bake, and you can eat that throughout the week. So these are really great staples. They're also a really good thing for your buck. That's so interesting that you talk about dried beans and, and canned items, Sarah, because this past weekend, again, in my Instant Pot, I, was, I thought, I just really feel like making a stew or something. And so I found a package of 17 bean soup, dried package. Then I looked in my freezer. I found some Nyman's Ranch sausage, which is a really responsible uh, ranch produced the way they produce it. And then I had a can of tomatoes, like Rotel tomatoes. I and love I it. Just starting everything like with onions and celery, right? But it, it worked. It does. It does. And actually the frozen food section has a mirepoix that you can just, it's like a dollar. And you can just use that as a starter if you can't find fresh carrot, celery, and onions. Look at that, Barbara. I'm not the only one that talks about her mirepoix. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> I was going to just add that when you talk about doing an egg bake, I am a huge lover of pizza. Like I could eat pizza every single day, but I know if I have been working late because Barbara and I, and probably most of everybody else that's working from home, it's like, you can't stop working. Last night it was nine o'clock. I was starving. I hadn't eaten dinner. And all I could think about was I should just put a frozen pizza in the oven, which is the worst possible thing you can do. However, what I have found is I can take um, some egg yolks and egg whites and make a little frittata and put all the same things that I would normally put into a pizza, but put it into a frittata and it's just a healthier way so that I don't just run to the frozen <laughs> pizza section in my grocery store because that's what I'd really like to do. But yes. instead taking those things and taking those little bits of onion that I capped in my freezer and things like that and making that egg bake, egg bake and, and kind of trying to, trying to stay nutritionally a little bit more balanced. Than oh, brilliant. You ladies are, are fabulous. And, and on that note, one additional thing I just I want to mention about those pantry staples are there's a lot of really great protein sources that we tend to forget about that can be found in our freezer and in the pantry aisle of the grocery store. 
And research shows that your body can absorb about 25 to 30 grams of protein at each meal. So you really only need about a three ounce serving for our meat eaters of protein during, think about things like canned tuna, canned salmon and sardines. These are great in omega-3 fatty acids. You can find frozen chicken, frozen ground beef, pork. These are great options to add into salads, to mix into pastas. And research shows that you really only need about 25 to 30 grams of protein at each meal. And this is the amount that your body can absorb. And protein aids in helping you feel fuller for longer, which in turn helps you with getting to that next meal without your stomach rumbling. And that can aid in weight maintenance as well as support weight loss. So aiming for about 25 to 30 grams of protein at each meal is going to be a really great strategy, again, to keep your nutrition and your waistline in check here during quarantine. But fun fact, one half cup of cooked green lentils contains 12 grams of protein, 15% of your daily iron needs, and nine grams of fiber, all in just 140 calories. And this is a really great thing for your buff. But my favorite is found in the frozen food section, and it is shelled edamame, shelled steamable edamame, actually. I always keep two bags in my freezer. Similar to, to lentils, a half a cup of shelled edamame contains 11 grams of protein, nine grams of fiber, and only 13 grams of carbs for 120 calories. So this is one strategy that I use to really continue to be kind of eat plant forward, but really making sure I'm getting nutritious sources of protein. And I use these to top them on salads. I mix them into pasta. You can toss them in your soups. So really embrace that, uh, those items from the pantry and the freezer during this quarantine. I had some edamame and some frozen fried rice that I had actually from China. Oh, you guys are making me hungry. I love it. No. And I'm so glad you brought that up about kind of like what you need for a meal, because if you do try to meet those, like, what is it like the carbs and the protein? What are the three things? Yeah. So for those of your listeners who are macro counters, yeah, um, yeah, really, really taking a look at the breakdown of fat and protein and carbohydrates in a portion of what you're eating can really, really help you stick to, to your nutrient goals. I'm so glad that you brought up about how much you should eat at one meal. Like if you eat a certain amount of protein, is that going to count for the whole day or is that excess for one meal? It's, and it's so hard to kind of stop eating when you're just sitting around and you don't have something that you've got to run off to do, right? Oh, right, Barbara. And that actually leads me really well into the third tip, which is indulge responsibly. So let's be honest. We all love a little treat here and there. And if anybody knows me, they will tell you, I love my sweets. I cannot go a day without having a little piece of chocolate or, you know, a small, just a small piece of indulgence. And it's okay to do that. But the key is to do so wisely. And, you know, when we're thinking about having, whether it's a sweet or having a little bit more of an indulgent meal, think about having one cookie, not five, or eating half a bag of M&Ms, not the full bag, or one slice of pizza, not half the pizza. So we all like to indulge a little bit, but if we really try to be mindful and indulge responsibly, that's really going to help us stick to our nutrition goals and leave this quarantine feeling like we're in a really good place with the decisions that we made around our food during this time. 
And now, especially if you're home with your kids, you're going to make sweets. Let's be honest. And I don't know about you guys, but if there's a pane of brownies that is sitting on the counter, no matter where I am in my house, it's calling my name. <laughs> so one trick that we do in our household is if we bake some sort of sweet, whether it's cookies or brownies, we freeze them into individual, individual portions. So we might put two small cookies in a Ziploc bag, or we might wrap up one brownie in a piece of saran and we put them all in our freezer so that when we do want to have that treat, we just pull out one piece or we pull out one little bag. And it really kind of helps with that out of sight, out of mind perspective, but also knowing it's okay to have a treat and to have a little bit of indulgence. And for, for those of your listeners who have kids at home, this is a really great opportunity to really show a good example to your children about how you can eat in balance. It's okay to have a sweet treat, but let's do so moderately. So it's a good time to set a good example. So one of the things I found in my freezer was this amazing cupcake from one of our local bakeries called Craft Cafe. And they make these beautiful cupcakes that are like quinoa and they're gluten-free and they wow. are like the most magical thing ever. So you're going to be so proud of me. Instead of just sitting down and eating, eating the whole cupcake when I got it, I sliced it into like quarters and it's in my freezer. And I promise you, I specifically, when I go to the grocery store now, I am not buying any sweets. I'm not doing it. And I know that I have three pieces of Craft Cafe chocolate quinoa gluten-free cupcake in my freezer. <laughs> and I'm like just eating it barely as I can. So it was a whole cupcake. Now it's a quarter of a cupcake. Awesome. Tip number four, serving yes. size matters. Oh, Janet, and that is a perfect tie-in to number four. So serving size matters. Just as we talk about what you eat, it is just as important to talk about how much you eat. So even if we're eating really, really healthy, if we're eating a crazy abundance of that super healthy food, it's still calories. It's still going to impact our waistline. So we really need to be mindful of our serving sizes. So a couple tips that I have to really be successful during quarantine with this is to focus on making half your plate fruits and veggies. By filling half your plate with these really nutrient-dense, healthy items, there's not a ton of room left on the other side of your plate to fill with everything else for that meal. But also, take a moment to look at the serving size on a box or bag item. It's really easy to consume two to three servings of something without even realizing it. And again, if you've got kids, this is a great, a great strategy for them to work on counting. So count out the number of cheeses that make up a portion. What does 32 M&Ms look like? Or measure out what two tablespoons of peanut butter looks like. I am guilty of consuming too much peanut butter. So this is an area I really have to focus on. But another one, you know, think about granola or nuts. It's really easy to overconsume these these items and you may be surprised. So by keeping your portions in check, you are going to leave quarantine feeling better than when you came into it. Um, but lastly, this is one I'm going to challenge your audience. I'm going to challenge your listeners okay. to do this next week. Consider the size of the plate or bowl that you're eating from. 
So we all have an innate tendency to just to fill our plate. But studies have shown the bigger the plate or the bigger the bowl, the more you're going to consume. So my challenge to your listeners this next week is for lunch. I'm going to, I encourage you guys to use a smaller plate. We don't need to use that big dinner plate. Let's use that smaller plate and see the impact that this makes on your portions. It is a lot harder to overfill those small plates. So you're going to be mindful of your portions. You're going to be mindful of your nutrition. And again, you are going to feel so confident in your body and your choices that you've made during this quarantine. Those are such great points, Sarah. And as we record this, um, as much as we're trying to um, adjust and we're out of our routine of running to meetings and, and going in and out of places and having kind of a routine or something to keep us busy, in addition to that, we've got a lot of people who are suffering and we know it's such a difficult time for so many people. And so as much as we're trying to remain positive, we kind of, I think, all naturally kind of slip in and out of like maybe a little emotional distress. And we try to think that something's not going on when it is. So talk a little bit about in terms of when are those times we think maybe we need to like fill ourselves because we've got some emotional challenges or we're just confused, you know, are we bored? Are we hungry? It's confusing, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, we are in such an unprecedented time right now. We have never experienced a global pandemic like this. And it is okay to have those feelings of uncertainty, you know, those emotional feelings of being scared. You know, my, my husband works in healthcare. And so, you know, he's on the front lines of this every day. And I have a daughter who's under the age of one. So, you know, she's at higher risk of exposure as well. And so, you know, we're all feeling this, um, this sense of concern and uncertainty during this time. And during these stressful times, many of us may turn to food to fill that emotional need. And so this, this last tip is really about that. And it's taking a moment to recognize the difference between hunger, thirst, and boredom. And, and your emotions tie into that. So if you find that you're just wandering over to the pantry or opening your fridge or freezer doors to just look for something to eat because you're bored, maybe think, am I thirsty first? Or am I feeling, am I trying to fill some sort of emotional need where maybe instead I could take a walk around the block or call a friend or family member instead of turning to food to fill that void? There are so many great video chat platforms out there. You know, um, we're using Zoom right now. You've got FaceTime, you've got Facebook Messenger, um, video app. And, you know, take this time to virtually connect and socialize with family and friends. So my daughter and I actually, two times a week, we are having virtual lunches with either a family member or a friend. Uh-huh. So we set, we set a special time to... Um, have a video connection and we eat lunch together, we socialize. And for us, that helps really, for me particularly, that helps me fill that, that void of um, you still getting socialization and connecting with people. Um, but then for me, I struggle after, after my meal, I always want something sweet right after my meal. And so, oh, I know, right? And so before I even begin cleaning up, I immediately take my daughter and we go take a walk around the block outside because that gets 
that gets me out of the kitchen. And it takes your body about 20 minutes to recognize that you're really, that you really are full. Um, and so I, we just get out of the kitchen. We'll go get the mail. We'll take a walk around the block. We'll call somebody different. And that just helps me take my mind off food for a little bit. And so it is okay to have those feelings and to, you know, and embrace those right now. We all need to have a little grace with ourselves, but really try to take a step back and think, am I turning to food to fill that emotional need? And so if you recognize that, you know, refill your beverage or, you know, give a friend a call and try not to turn to food unless you really do think you're hungry. And this is going to be just not only a great strategy during quarantine, but afterwards as well. So Sarah, I have to share with you what I've been doing. So one of my friends turned me on to Google Duo. So what we do is I have a friend who we have a 15 minute coffee in the morning and I get to see her and she lives like an hour away. So usually we only see each other on the weekends. Now, not at all. So now we have coffee in the morning for 15 minutes. That's it. We put a time limit on it. And now what I started doing is in between calls, I'll do like 10 jumping jacks or 10 push-ups or something like that, because it makes me feel so much better that I did not go to the um, pantry for my box of wheat thins, which is my emotional eating food. <laughs> yes. And, and let's be honest, it is hard to make the decision to not snack on food or to not eat food. But similar to that saying of no one ever regretted a workout, you will never regret saying no to, you know, emotionally eating or saying no to that dessert tonight because you had dessert last night and you really will, it'll empower you and you really will feel more confident about your choices that you made around your food and nutrition during quarantine. That is such a great example. Janet, I think too, you have a friend, don't you, that you like cook dinner with one night a week and oh, eat yeah. together, right? right? On Zoom. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That is a fabulous I, idea. I need to do that. Yeah. She lives in Atlanta and we try to do dinner once a week and we've been doing that for a while, but now it's so much more meaningful that I just put my computer in my kitchen. She puts her phone in her kitchen and we cook dinner and we have dinner together and that's it. I love that idea. Yeah. It's fun. That is such a great idea. Well, these have been such great tips. Let me just summarize them real quick. And then I want to ask Sarah if you have something that maybe we didn't get to that you think would be a great tip. So number one of these strategies, make a routine and stick to it. Number two, embrace your freezer and pantry. Number three, indulge responsibly. We like that word responsibly. Number four, serving size matters. And number five, know the difference between hunger, thirst, and boredom. These are such great strategies, and we'll have these in the download. And we thank you, Sarah, for putting these together and um, and all of the little tips and recipes and everything that you've shared. So any closing remarks, Sarah? Oh, sure. Well, once again, you guys, thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast. And, you know, the last thing that I really want to leave your listeners with is have grace with yourself. Again, we are in this unprecedented time. And, you know, I know we've talked about, you know, strategies to really keep your nutrition in check. And we've talked a lot about emotional eating. And, you know, if you happen to indulge on something a little bit more than you meant to, or you did emotionally eat one night, that's okay. Give yourself grace, start over the next day and, and do the best you can. 
Um, so thank you ladies so much for being on your podcast. I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. You guys are absolutely rock stars. So um, keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. And again, our listeners can find Sarah's great strategies at destinationbetter.com slash 17. And the episodes that we've had as part of this work from home responsibly series include ways that you can handle stress on your own. We've got some uh, remote work strategies, some great tips from a property management company. And we're going to have some more really interesting interviews in terms of self-care and Zoom etiquette, as well as pet etiquette while on Zoom. So we've got a really fun little series that we hope is going to be really helpful. So thank you again, Sarah. It's always such a joy to talk to you. And this has been so valuable. And we thank our listeners and we hope everyone out there as well. Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, destinationbetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. 